This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about crow hunting. This is your intro to crow hunting, or crow hunting 101, crow hunting basics, call it whatever you want. How do we get started? Well, first and foremost, why hunt crows? Uh, I personally think crow hunting is one of the funnest and easiest types of hunting to get into to get started with in fact i think it's the number one place that a new hunter ought to start if they're not sure uh, what to go after and they're not sure sort of you know how to get their feet wet i think crow hunting is a great place to start in pennsylvania you can hunt crows friday saturday and sunday from july all the way to mid-april it is outrageous um Literally, there's only two and a half months of the year that you can't be hunting crows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think it's just, it's so easy to get into and it's just, there's so much fun and there, there's, there's just, there's, there's, there's aspects to crow hunting that are unlike any other kind of hunting. So let me give you an example. Uh, last, you know, a few weeks ago, a friend and I were out. We went crow hunting. We we went to some spots that I'd been to in the past. So we get out of our car. We walk out to the spot. We're talking. We're cutting up. We're, we're you know, just shooting the breeze, having a good time. We get out there. We're surveying the area, trying to figure out where's the best place to set up. We look at some different places. We walk around. We, we get some views. We decide, okay, we're going to set up right here. We put out our call and our decoys walk back to some trees, sit down, hit the button, what happens? Within a few minutes, crows start coming in. 
within a couple more minutes, we had probably a dozen crows just swarming all around us. Uh, it was just like, okay, all the rules of regular hunting are just they're they're applied much more loosely when it comes to crow hunting. You can make noise. You don't have to be all that stealthy. You can you can just be out having a good time, find a good spot, set up. Uh, you only need to be quiet and still while you're calling. Uh, it, it is just a awesome and fun and versatile kind of hunting. It's not this, I'm going to go out all day and I'm going to try to sit without moving for 12 hours and hope an animal comes by kind of approach. And I know that's a, that's a rather dismal way to describe different kinds of hunting. But people feel like that. People, they've had bad experiences or things like that. Or, or they just, it's intimidating. Crow hunting is easy. You can be walking through the woods, talking, having a good time, find a good spot, put your stuff up, start calling crows. You've got to be quiet and sit still for 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, it's a different way of hunting. It's it's a lower bar. It's a lower entry point. It takes um, it just takes less experience, less skill in a lot of ways. It's not necessarily easy, but I think it's a great place to get started. So how does crow hunting work? All right, um, we're gonna do some additional episodes after this one to drill down into some of the specifics. But the the basics are this: you dress up in all camo or black and camo, or brown and camo, whatever you can do to blend in as well with the woods as you can. You wanna, you wanna have your face as much as you can covered in camo or black. Um, crows are smart and they've got good eyesight. So you wanna get all camoed up or blacked up or black and camo, whatever. You wanna go out, morning is a little better, I think. It, it's, it's better to be out early in the morning, but you can do this any time of the day. Um, literally any time of day can work. So you're gonna you're gonna go out. You're gonna try to find a place in the woods where you can hide. Either lean up against a big tree, get in some brush or behind some brush. You want to be able to, to conceal yourself, and you want to have a good field of view up in the air. So the the best places to do this are sort of like at the edge of of woods or fields or farms where you've got trees that meet pasture, trees that meet fields, or trees that meet a clearing or something like that. So you can lean against the tree or hide in the trees, and then you can look up and you can have a full field of view. And most importantly, the crows can get close. Uh, we learned actually just a couple weeks ago at this one spot that we were hunting at, all around great spot except we're in the middle of hardwoods and the trees are just too tall. And very rarely did the crows want to come any lower than the treetops where we were at. They, they circled for 20, 25 minutes, but really didn't want to come lower than the treetops. And the treetops, because the trees were so tall, they was out of range. So we learned real quick, great place to call crows in, but not a great place to hunt crows because they didn't want to get close enough. So we went and found another place where there was a big clearing and crows could literally fly right in as close as they wanted and even land on, on open ground in front of us. And that worked a lot better. So you want to find somewhere you can conceal yourself, hide, even if it's just leaning up, sitting and leaning up against a big tree with a field of view in front of you so crows can come in and get close. 
So that, that, that's the first parts. Then you need to have a shotgun. Um, the, the, any, any kind of shotgun will work. The idea is you're going to be shooting crows as they come in within probably 30, 35 yards. That's your goal. You want them to get in that close. And then you're going to shoot them while they're flying by most of the time with a shotgun. It's great practice for other kind of hunting also. People ask a lot about different kind of guns and setups. We're going to cover that in another episode. Don't have time to get in, but we're going to drill down into that later. So you got that set up. Then you need a call. Uh, I recommend getting an electronic call. You can get a hand call or a mouth call, but that's going to be a lot of work. You're going to wear yourself out, and then it's hard to call and shoot at the same time. So you get yourself an electronic call. They make, you know, there's real cheap ones all the way up to good ones that you can use for all different kind of hunting, predator hunting, uh, things like that. That's what I'd recommend you do. Get something quality. That's where the, the cost comes in. And then you want to have some decoys. In the past, I've not been as big on decoys, but as I've done more and more crow hunting, I've come to the conclusion that having a couple decoys really helps, especially if you're not great at hiding yourself or sitting still. Because those crows are going to come in, they're going to be looking towards that sound, where are these calls coming from, and they're going to expect to see other crows because you're making crow sounds. So their eyes are going to be just, you know scanning that place, just zeroing in on anything they can find. And if they're looking for crows and they see you, they're going to be spooked and they're going to be out of there. So if you can get a couple of crow decoys and you can throw them up there and they're flying around, okay, they see crows, they see where the sound's coming from. There's a high probability, not only are they going to get close enough, but they may even try to land where those crow decoys are. And that's where you get the best shot. So... Uh, crow decoys are going to run anywhere from probably, well, the sky's the limit, but the ones that I recently got that I'm a big fan of, I got from uh, Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops have them. They're a nice, big, um, really realistic, well-colored decoy. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. They don't sponsor me or anything, but they're the best ones I've found for the price. They were like 30-something bucks for two of them. And they are the best decoys that I've seen so far for crow hunting. They weigh nothing, but they take up some space, but they look really realistic. Um, so that's what I'm going to recommend. Get some decoys. There's all different kinds. Some places, they literally just use a cardboard cutout of a crow spray-painted black. If that's where you are, that's what you've got, That then start with that. Um, now, you don't have to have a decoy. You don't. I hunted crows for years without any decoys. But I feel like with the decoys is a little better. So if you're just getting started, don't feel like you got to go buy all this stuff. You can try it. You can get your feet wet. You can you can do some crow hunting. You can do good crow hunting without decoys just to, to see if you like it. But if you do want to move into it, I definitely recommend get yourself a few decoys. Um, you can't really have too many as far as I'm concerned. It'd be great to have 10 or 20 as you can carry that many into the woods somehow or wherever you're going to be hunting. So you got a call, you got decoys. Here's basically how it works then. You're going to sit back and you're going to call. My call's got three different crow calls. There's, uh, well, four. There's the excited crow, there's fighting crows, there is the crow and hawk call, and then there's the wounded crow call. So typically what I'll do 
is I will just start with the excited crows. That is just the most general, all-purpose, crows loafing about, chatting to each other kind of call. That will often bring in crows. Um, I'll run that for maybe five minutes, see if we get any response. That will, though, very often bring crows in. Next after that is the fighting crow. And that one I probably think is the most successful of all the different ones that I've got in terms of bringing in crows consistently over time. You almost can't let it run too long. It's, it is just really, really effective. So I'll go from excited crow to fighting crow. Um, if, I don't, if that goes for 10 or 15 minutes and I don't get any response, which is rare, I will throw up the, uh, the crow and hawk call, uh, which is crows and hawks fighting. Now, the hawks are a crow's mortal enemy. They hate each other. They fight each other. Uh, so if crows hear cr other crows fighting hawks, uh, that's something that could get them excited, could get their blood boiling, could get them to take off and come check it out, even if they weren't interested in the initial calls. And then I may rotate in just a little bit of the dying crow call, um, maybe after the crow fight or after the, the crow hawk fight, just to change it up a little bit. Now, there's different opinions on this. I, I think the number one thing to keep in mind is if you actually shoot a crow, you don't need to stop hunting. I've seen people go, oh, well, I fired a shot. It's over. Pack it up. Let's go somewhere else. No, no, no. Not necessarily. Uh, almost every time I've ever fired a shot, whether I've killed a crow or not, within a few minutes, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20, Another wave of crows is coming in. So if you shoot a crow, you don't need to just get up and call it game over. If there's no, no other crows around, throw up the dying crow call. That's going to let them know that, okay, something happened. Hawk killed it. Crow fight killed it. They don't know what guns are necessarily. Lightning bolt killed it. And then when they're flying in later, they heard a crow dying. They see a dead crow on the ground. It all make, matches up. It actually improves your odds of sneaking up on them because they they see what they heard. So they see your decoys, they see the dead crow. Um, so I've had crows come in three, four waves. I mean, literally, take a shot, whether you bring a crow down or not, five, ten minutes later. Usually about ten minutes later, another wave comes in. Take a shot, ten minutes later, another wave comes in. Take a shot, ten minutes later, another wave comes in. I've seen people talk about, they literally sit, set up in a blind and hunt crows in the same spot all morning. Literally sit there for five hours, kill dozens of them over that time period. And it just depends on where you are, how many crows are in that area, how many crows travel through that area. It could be you spooked all those crows initially with your first shot, but 10, 20 minutes later, another group of them are flying through the area. They never heard any of that happen. And they're like, oh, here's a call, and they may come right in. So it depends on what's going on in your area, if there's crows flying about, how many there are, all those things. But I think that this is probably one of the best ways that you can get started in hunting. It's also one of the best ways to hunt socially. You can, get, you can go with a friend or a group of friends, and you can go out and you can be talking, and, and you can you know, fellowship and you can do whatever you want to do. And then you really only have to be quiet when you're setting up. It's not like turkey hunting where 
Basically, the worst thing that you can possibly do once you open the door of your car is speak with your mouth. Uh, There's almost nothing that scares turkeys more than the sound of a human voice. But with crow hunting, unless you're really trying to sneak in on crows, you can get away with a lot. Now, wouldn't it improve your chances if you really try to sneak through the woods and be quiet and say nothing and and set your stuff up? Maybe. I'm not even going to guarantee it. Now, you can make all kinds of noise and just totally spook everything in the area. I'm not saying, you know, you can get away with anything hunting crows. But you can really be social and leisurely and just like you're taking a hike, having fun, find a good spot, set up and call crows in for miles. So it is a different way to hunt. It's also great because you can go out any time of the morning or any time of day. You don't have to be out at dawn. It's a great way to get started. It's a great way to work on your gear. It's also a great way to work on shooting and getting practice shooting moving targets, flying targets, things like that. So that's my introduction. That's that's the beginning of it. Oh, I, I should mention this. People ask this question all the time. Do you eat crows? The answer is no. Uh, you could in a survival situation or if you really wanted to, but they are scavenger. So typically you do not want to eat scavengers. Uh, the, the taste is not good. There's also higher levels of toxicity in their bodies. Uh, then people ask, well, if you don't eat them, why do you shoot them? Well, that's a great question. It's a good time to answer that question, I suppose. Crows are a pest. They're a menace animal, especially if their population gets too high in an area. Crows will eat, can eat hundreds of turkey eggs, hundreds of duck eggs. I mean, one crow in a season can eat hundreds of turkey and duck eggs, hundreds of songbird eggs. They will kill or they will attack and kill songbirds. They'll attack and kill baby turkeys even after they've hatched. They will attack and kill baby ducks after they've hatched. So if your crow population is out of balance in an area, uh, crow hunting is basically a public service and a service to sportsmen um, and everyone who's into game preservation because crows can wreak havoc on game birds and even other small game. Uh, it's something that you really need to be careful about. If you get too many crows in an area, and this often happens if there's a lot of farmland, people talk about, well, you know, that's why we have scarecrows. Well, I always say the reason you have scarecrows is because you don't have enough crow hunters. That's the bottom line. If you had somebody out there with a shotgun knocking the crows down, you wouldn't need a scarecrow. So there, now if you're in an area where... There are not many crows, and I've not actually seen too many of those areas in my life. But if you're in an area that is, you know, crow deficient, well, you know, maybe that's not the number one game you want to go after. But where I live, they're out of control and doing everything we can to help preserve turkey populations, help preserve duck populations, and even songbird populations, because songbirds. Uh, population is healthy for the general ecosystem. It gives other predators something else to go after other than game birds. So overall, crow hunting is basically a public service in many parts of the country. There was even a time where the federal government put a bounty on crows and paid people for every crow that they shot. Now, we're not at that point right now, but it is the kind of thing where uh, it's sort of like coyote hunting. Coyotes have overrun many areas in the U.S. They decimate game populations. 
They have very few natural predators, especially because most of their bigger predators have been killed off. So any time that you can do to reduce anything you can do to reduce coyote populations in many areas is helpful for overall game population and safety in some places. So keep that in mind. That's why we hunt crows. That's why it's helpful to hunt crows. And it's also great fun and great sport. And you can discover all kinds of new places while crow hunting. Almost never do I go crow hunting and the only thought in my mind is finding and hunting crows. I'm always scouting for turkey, scouting for deer, scouting for other game, looking at different tracks, looking for sign. So it's, it's a great thing to bring you into the woods, to get you looking at other things, thinking about other things, finding other spots that you can hunt in other seasons and things like that. Uh, so keep that in mind. I think it's a lot of fun. And um, you can head on over to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Look at the show notes for bullet points, information, links to some of the things I talked about in this episode. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods.